the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Friday. You gotta love that. It's Friday. I'm ready for Friday. Friday. I'm ready for Friday. Aren't you ready for Friday, Chris? Uh, you tickled me, Dave. That was funny. <laughs> I really am. Yeah, it's Friday. I love it. By the way, guys, you're going to love this. I went and saw the new movie with Ray Fiennes, uh, but it's called The Menu last night. I don't know Ooh. if you've, you've seen the, the trailers for it, but it is an outright Black comedy. Well, wait a second. Can I say it that way? Uh, anyway, it's a it's a, a comedy that uh, makes fun of foodies. You know, people. Right. Who, you know, the people who watch the Food Channel all the time, and they have certain chefs that they they're like crazy about. It, it, yeah. it, it's like it's kind of like Hell's Kitchen, except that Ralph Fiennes brings hell to everybody. <laughs> I mean, you. You. I need a. I need a good comedy. Yeah, it's good. You'll foodies, like. Huh? I'm, I'm going to tell you. Foodies, huh? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm talking now to Robert. Robert Steinbach is here, of course, law professor over at uh, the the law school here, and and uh, his opinions are his and his alone, not necessarily of them or uh, the folks at. Uh, Uh, But here's the bottom line, all right, Robert? You'll love this movie because the biting wit that is in it, I mean, it just eviscerates. (laughs) It eviscerates the people who just hang on every word like these pieces of gelatin are infused with the essence of the ocean. You'll feel like you're eating the ocean. You know, and I'm... I'm, (laughs) I'm sitting and listening to it, and I said, it sounds like lefties on acid. You know, I mean, seriously, you, you guys will love it. Robert, you'll really like it. I look forward to it. Yeah, you've you got to go see this one. You'll, you'll enjoy it. Hang with it, and I will warn everybody before they go is that uh, not a lot of cursing or anything in it, but there are some shock scenes. <clears throat> it gets its it gets its drama, comedy, horror uh, designations uh, f- for real. <laughs> You're going to love it. It's a great movie. I, I really, really enjoyed the whole uh the whole movie, the uh, the lead female, I, I forget what her name is, Taylor, I think. She's did did either one of you see uh, uh, the movie about the young lady who went on to be a uh, a great 
chess player, a player, the the Queen's Gamut. Did you happen to see that one? I think it was on oh, Netflix. I love the Queen's Gamut. Oh. Yes, I did see that. Is no she the one in it? She yes, went, yeah, she's right. the female lead, and she's really good in it. She's really, really good in it. But the man, I think the guy who steals the show is fine. He's just such a great actor. He, he just blows my mind about how good he is. Ray Fiennes is, is a... He just he you know he's at that point in his career that he can pick whatever role he wants to do and he picked a good one this time there's no no doubt about it you know a, a chef that's nuts since he's Gordon Ramsay crazy just let nice. you know all right so anyway go Isn't see that it redundant? yeah kinda kinda but you know you know Ramsey if you watch Hell's Kitchen he's one way but if you watch his show where he's traveling around the world on the uh, National Geographic and he's learning how to cook in other countries and their their specials and stuff uh, it's pretty pretty interesting when he shows different cultures and stuff he's a totally different guy except when they want to take him out diving or something and he says are there sharks here and they say yeah and he goes I'm not doing this, you know. And he won't do it, or where he's got to dive. Yeah, yeah, where he's got to dive, and there's snakes or something. He's 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 he he'll do stuff, but he's not crazy. Do stuff, you know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you got to go see the movie. You'll like it. Go this weekend. So it's a good way of, of killing a couple of hours. It's about an hour and fifty minutes long. It's good, good flick. Really is good flick. Well, well written too. Script is great. All right, guys, I'm going to start it off, uh, Chris, with Robert. Did you read his last op-ed in the paper? Oh yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk. I like the I like the uh, the uh, title of it: "Live Free or Die." Die spelled uh, D-E-I, and that of course stands for diversity. Of course, diversity. What else is it? Equity and Equity. inclusion. So, bring us up. Why this article? Why this time? Well, you know, Dave, this article. As you know, first of all, I have a weekly column. I'm doing a stint with the Democrat Gazette every Sunday. And be sure to take a look. Now, if you're listening to this on the app and you're up in Northwest. Uh, make sure that you <clears throat> look on the digital version of the newspaper, not what they call the print version. And the print version can be electronic or physical, but you've got to look on the digital version to find mine. Uh, here locally, you can find it on both versions. And, I, and I, I'm writing this, I wrote this article and I'm writing a series of columns on really what is the biggest problem in academia, Okay. And one of the biggest problems in Arkansas right now, and it's the racialization of issues. Right? And so if you look, this article talks about if you want to apply to be a professor uh, at one of the schools throughout the state, many, not all, require you to give a diversity, equity, and inclusion statement. But what does even that mean, right? Right. Um, a position for mechanical engineering professorship uh, at the University of Arkansas at Fayetteville says, please provide a diversity statement that includes your understanding of prior and or ongoing experiences engaging with individuals from a broad range of backgrounds and plans to attract, teach, and mentor a diverse group of students. 
That's for engineering. What, what does it mean, number I, one? Right. What does it mean? And relatedly, what happens if I want to say, well, I don't have any intention. I don't have any design to manipulate the student body because I'm a faculty member. Right. And the school is going to pick the, fa- the students for me, and then I'm going to teach them. Right? And can I say, as I do, by the way, that I don't believe in mandated Marxist ideology at uh, academia. Can I say that DEI is cover for Trotskyite tropes? Can I say that equity, the middle word, really means uh, equality of outcome, not equality of opportunity? So if you have disparities across racial or other groups, we've got to equalize those, irrespective of merit. Can I say that I, of course, think that Black Lives Matter, but I reject the leftist cabal of Black Lives Matter. Can I say that all lives matter? Am I permitted to espouse Martin Luther King's uh, colorblind virtue that he has a dream that his children will uh, live in a country where they won't be the won't be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character? I don't think so. To any of those questions, Dave. Not 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 when you, you talk about those three words. Right. They tell you you have freedom of thought, freedom of conclusion. That's a whole different matter. Right. We already hear that colorblind, colorblindness acts to perpetuate racism. You've got to look at color in, amongst other things, admissions, say the lefties. But once the students are there, blind grading, blind grading. Well, why is it not? Why does it colorblind for admissions, but not? Why is it not colorblind for admissions? And, not, uh, and why does that change to colorblind for grading? Now, I like blind grading. I think that makes sense. But then why is admissions different? And then wait, then when you look at the graduates across the country from law schools and those who pass the, the bar, you see significant disparities between blacks and whites. So the lefties say, well, we got to do something about that. So it's, it's uh, not blind, blind, not blind. You, you need a map to figure out what's going on, right? Yes. So we've, talked this about is, the, we've talked about this many, many times on this show, especially, okay. uh, you know, you got the Supreme Court that's uh, mulling over, uh, you know, the, the, the look of affirmative, your, action. Yeah, affirmative action and things. Uh, there's, I think, going to be a change in that. Uh, there had been some movement on that. But just because you let kids uh, come in uh, to uh, a university and let them go through uh, the teaching of that university doesn't mean that they're learning what the university's teaching. And then in the, in the whole uh, overview of this, you've got uh, – minority students that are coming out and inordinate amounts of people who can't pass the bar, which means they can't even use what they learned in law school, whatever they learned. It's a very basic principle, Dave. Uh, I signed up in college uh, for a French class, for uh, French for business, and I had some French background, but I was completely lost the first week in the class. And I spoke with the professor and I said, look, I'm not following anything that's going on 
and uh, I think it was a she, uh, was very nice. And said, well, maybe you should give it a little more time, but uh, I don't know. I said, I got to tell you, I'm not following anything. She said, oh, if you, if you can't follow anything that's going on, then the class is too advanced for you, and that's okay. And I said, okay, too. I don't care, right? I mean, I could take another class, whatever. Um, and the push for diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, is so strong in academia, so strong in law schools, for example, that they so desperately, the leftists, want to have a certain percentage of, say, of, of minorities, that they let minorities in on average with significantly lower metrics, that is, LSATs, uh, law school admission test scores, and undergraduate GPAs. And then they come in there, and then they're like me in the French class. It's not like the French teacher was bad. It's not like the students were shunning me. But I can't keep up with a group that is far more advanced than I am, given my uh, education level in French. No one would accuse me of being stupid. They might accuse me of being a jerk, but no one accuses me of being stupid. And no one accuses me of not being capable of learning. And yet... That's a perfect example of where I was mismatched to that class. We see this going on across the country at law schools in which students are mismatched with the class because a bunch of leftists want to, quote, do them a favor, end quote, uh, uh, that is the minorities, by admitting them to schools that they're mismatched with. And then they struggle. It's a torrent of water being forced into their uh, face like they're being waterboarded. And it doesn't work, and that's why <clears throat> for a group of students that I studied, the bar failure rate for blacks was double the bar failure rate for whites. All right. Now, now I, I, I got to hold you there yep. for a second because yep. we, we got to get our break, and then we're going to come back. This is an important topic. You got to get mm-hmm. – you really need to get a grip on this because it's what's going on all across uh, academia in the college level, and it's being moved down now into the high school and even middle school levels. Don't forget about mm-hmm. uh, East End Towing. Uh, East End Towing will take care of you if you find yourself on the side of the road, whether it's you're just in a car, whether you're it's not your car, but it's a trailer you're pulling, maybe it's a camper you're pulling, or maybe you're driving your camper. You got a Class A and you're pulling your car, and it goes down. Do they have something big enough to move you off the side of the road? And the answer to that is yes. And they'll take you to where you want to go to have your particular automobile trailer or camper worked on. That's East End Towing. Uh, They want you to know that they understand all the different kinds of situations you can find yourself stuck in out there on the road. Call East End Towing, 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. Back with you, we're talking with uh, Robert Steinbach and Chris Corbett. Robert uh, writes a column, an op-ed column, uh, for uh, the Demgaz uh, each uh, Sunday. It's on the electronic version, if you're listening up in northwest uh, Arkansas, of the Demgaz, but it's not in the print version. Here in uh, our area, he's in both versions because we love him so much. So you were saying, uh, Robert, about this whole thing about diversity and equitable, uh, equity and all the rest. It, it, it's, fil- it's not just filtered through. It is mixed into everything 
uh, in higher education now? The infected higher education. Uh, it's, uh, I, you know, I'm not sure I mentioned it on this show or not, but we just went through a hiring process at the law school for several positions. We had a, uh, a tax position, a writing position, and then a general position. And so for the general position, the committee brought back six people for us to, us being the overall faculty, to review. Mm -hmm. Uh, And five out of the six that they brought back uh, were minorities. Now, I didn't even know it, uh, and I don't care what their race is. But that's the point. I don't care, but the committee did care. Because the the odds of bringing back five out of six minority candidates um, uh, just randomly, meaning because it obviously doesn't reflect the population, right? That's right. what we always hear. Oh, whites are the majority. They have unfair privilege and this and that. So the odds of bringing back all of those minorities just randomly is one out of more than a million. So it didn't happen randomly, needless to say. So, they, well, you see affirmative action. It's a little bit of thumb on the scale. But that phrase, a little bit thumb on the scale, means it's just a slight adjustment in the odds or the chances. Well, I told you the odds are one out of a million. So if you've got to bring it down to one out of 10 and 20, that kind of numbers, right? Right, right. And so it's impossible to view what had happened there as anything than overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly weighing race in hiring. Now, I don't care what these candidates are. I don't look at that. Oh, you see, you don't look at that because you're the beneficiary of white privilege. Yeah, right, because, you know, my parents came here with $50 in their pockets after my father uh, was able to uh, survive uh, during World War II uh, in, uh, in the Soviet Union, uh, partly uh, in Siberia. Uh, and my, pa- my mother was born in Israel because her parents fled Germany before the Nazis uh, killed them. Uh, and they did a good job at killing uh, my grandmother's parents. Yeah, hey, but well wait, 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 others. Robert. Let's let's be yeah. on. Let's be honest. Let me let me say the honest part of this. You don't matter anyway. You're a Jew. Well, well that's the other thing, right? Jew, Jews are, are minorities in number because that's what minority means. It's a small percentage, right? And yet they don't seem to to count uh, when it comes to minority representation. But more more saliently, I think, is this attack on whiteness, right? I mean, they, the left openly attacks whiteness. You have white privilege. Replace the word white with any other racial group <coughs> and tell me how quickly uh, you'll be attacked, right? You know, they tell you that you are um, you're privileged that you're the beneficiary of structural racism, that you're personally responsible for the exploitation of the downtrodden, irrespective of whether you grew up in a dirt-floored toiletless cabin in the Ozarks and the first in your family to graduate from high school. They tell you you forfeited any claim to meritocracy standards, uh, and this is because the left has perverted morality. Right. And then to boot, the left tells you, well, if you deny white privilege, that shows that you have it. Um, And if you uh, deny that you benefit from it, then you're the enemy. Uh, And so if 
here's the perversity. If you say, okay, well, maybe I benefit from white privilege, then you've got to uh, make amends, right? And if you say, I don't think I benefit from white privilege, then you definitely have to make amends. Heads I win, tails you win, you lose. That's correct. Um, right? And yeah. if, you cry, if you cry foul, you know what they tell you? Well, you're fragile because that's the new attack on the allegedly empowered. Wait a second. If I'm fragile... Maybe I'm entitled to some special entitlement. Sorry, your hereditary immutable characteristic doesn't inure to your benefit because it's your whiteness. Yep. Redemption is not universal under these race-based rules. Unless you go to the, uh, the priests of the higher education and uh, buy uh, whatever you need and crawl on your knees over broken glass and bleed to prove to them to them, not to anybody else, or not to yourself, but to them, that you're worthy to uh, be able to uh, walk amongst their quarters. All right, let's take a break. we uh, got to get in some news, then we'll come back. Robert Steinbach is with us. Read his article. Don't miss it. Read it and uh, understand what is going on. 6.30, let's get to the news on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show, here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. Robert Steinbach, a law professor, Bowen School of Law, is one of our guests, and his opinions are his and his alone, not necessarily those of the law school or to the university to which it belongs. And then Chris Corbett is here as well. Chris, Speaker Pelosi says that she's not going to be uh, trying to uh, get any kind of leadership post uh, now. She's done. Uh, do you buy that? Do you think that she just now fades into the background by holding her seat and that's going to be it? You know, it was an interesting article. I read it. I learned a word in it. Suffragette. A suffragette. A woman's uh, suffragette. An activist. Yeah. How do you say it? Suffragette. Jet. Suffragette. Like a jet plane. Um, yeah, so she was a member of this activist woman's organization back in the early 20th century for, you know, getting women to vote. Um, well, did, wasn't she what, involved 19, with 20? getting them the right to vote, right, the change in the constitution? No, maybe. No, she wasn't that Is far back. A little, no, she's little not joke, that old. I'll take it, a little joke for you there. I know. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Apparently, in her speech, she wore the she wore the white dress to to signal that you know that's what she's done as the first woman speaker of the house. But you know what? I, I think she, she's ready to move on. And I, I honestly, you know, the Republicans are predicting this big red wave. I didn't see a red wave. Um, it was a little disappointing, but they did take over the house. Um, so she's out. Yeah, she's, she's, on January 3rd, we will all who are uh, conservatives get the uh, benefit of watching her hand the gavel uh, to the Republicans. That's exactly right. Nice. And that will be a very that that is a welcome day indeed. Uh, oh, but but though she's going to be in kind of in the background, I don't think it necessarily means that she's giving up. Uh, much of her power. What do you think about that, Robert? You know, I don't know. It's an interesting question. It really is. And I actually think she uh, she deserves some credit if she winds up doing what she says 
or seemingly has done, which is to step down from a leadership position. Remember, she's the speaker now, and when she goes in the minority, she could be the minority leader. That's so correct. she could keep a leadership position, but she seems to be saying, no, I'm going to turn that over to someone else, and that's appropriate you, for two reasons. One, typically when you lose, it's good to turn the mantle over, and, and then thereafter, she's been doing a long time, and she's 80-something years old, and so it's, uh, there are plenty of other folks in the Democratic Party that can take on the leadership role. I'm not a Democrat. I don't care who it is, right? But it seems to me that for, from their perspective, uh, they've got other people that can do that job. So she deserves some credit for doing what she said she was going to do. Uh, before. Well, you got to give the devil her due. I mean, she's been a, formid- mm-hmm. a formidable opponent to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she, she has succeeded been. in many of the things that she's tried to do. She has. That's a great she, point, Dave. Yeah. I mean, she's, no, she's, I don't think... Go ahead. She's often disingenuous. She's often not, doesn't essentially tell the truth. Uh, and I don't like that. Um, uh, put aside... Like, I don't mind... I've got plenty of liberal friends who've got different views than me on politics, philosophy, religion, etc. And that's okay. I think they're wrong, but that's okay. Uh, but uh, politics is a different animal, and often you will, in that context, you encounter people who behave wrongfully. <clears throat> they lie. They do other underhanded things. Chris and I have a case in which the opposing counsel has done some underhanded things, and it's really inappropriate. And we don't mind when the opposing counsel takes the opposing view they generally should or do. But when they lie, they cheat, they steal, and I'm not saying that opposing counsel did all those things, the opposing counsel has behaved in an underhanded way, <clears throat> it's a problem. It's a real problem. Uh, and so when I give uh, um, Pelosi her due, and I do, uh, I also have to note that she's behaved in underhanded ways as well. Well, unethical. She's been unethical. That's we right. know that for a fact. That's right. we, you know, that, that, that's, right. that's been proven. But as a Speaker of the House uh, for the Democrats, her job is to promote the Democrat Party and get legislation for uh, uh, the president if he's a Democrat through. And if it's a Republican, to get it stopped. And she's done both in a very uh, official way. Effective, yeah, she's been effective. Yeah, she has. She's yeah. been effective. So, Since yeah, I go ahead. Dave, yeah. 2006, she swept into power Speaker of the House during uh, President George W. Bush's term mm-hmm. as president. Yeah, you think about it. You know, she's uh, she's been she's been uh, kind of a. A gargoyle, you know. You see the gargoyles on the castles, you know. They're they're there, and, and so she's been she's been the gargoyle for the Democrat Party, no doubt. No, you can't say that, Dave. No, now you're misogynist, attacking women. You see, that's what you're doing. Rain me in, rain me in. What oh, can I say? Goodness. All right, so uh, she's stepping out. I still think she'll have uh, a lot of power. I think uh, Steny Hoyer stepped down yesterday as well from leadership. He also uh, will be. Uh, Still having a lot to say uh, in the background and uh, talking to the, quote, new leadership and saying, well, you might want to not do it this way. You might want to do it that way. But, uh, you know, they've they've painted it in such a way as, yeah, we're the old guard. We're going to step aside now so that uh, the new generation uh, can come in and 
and do their job. And you know what? It's going to be just like the, the Who song. You know, meet the new boss the same as the old boss. Hope we won't get fooled again. All right, 642 here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, don't forget about PI Roofing. PI Roofing, I don't need to sit here and talk about how well they do roofing. You know they do roofing great. I've been talking for over 20 years about how great they do roofs. And they've done two for me, and they've been impeccable. And uh, they've done roofs for business people that I know and uh, for other uh, local people. Friends of mine have had their roofs done, and my neighbors have had their roofs done. They're just great. But now they're expanding. Now they're doing more. Now it's, uh, you know, PI Roofing Home Solutions, and they will do uh, construction for you. You get small jobs you need around your house. You need a deck built. Uh, you need some work done inside your house. Maybe you need some cabinets hung, things of that nature. PI Roofing, you can turn to them. They'll do the jobs that those big construction companies just don't have time to give you the time of day to do. So you get a hold of PI Roofing. They'll take good care of you as far as that is concerned as well. Call them at 501-707-3115 or visit them online, piroofing.com. Back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. Robert Steinbach with us. Uh, Chris uh, Corbett is with us. Hey, guys, Carrie Lake says uh, she declines to uh, capitulate in the face of she supposedly lost the governorship. She's getting uh, her legal team together. And uh, why would that be? I mean, what, 30 percent of the machines just failed on Election Day? And everybody thinks that the count was probably right on, that they didn't mess up at all. And by the way, we'll be talking about that in the next hour. Just want you to know that. Just put a little bridge there to tell everybody that we're going there. And we're going to have a gentleman on with us who uh, looks at all of this. Did you say you uh, have your degree from Harvard? That's right. Okay. All right. So he'll he's going to be here, and he's going to say, are these machines to be trusted? We'll talk about that. You know, former President Trump the other day said, I want to I want to bring back paper ballots and you know he wants to bring back election day on election day and no no early voting and stuff and uh, he can't do that. I'm just telling you he can't do that. He thinks he might be able to do it but he can't do that because elections are run by the states. And as uh, we'll learn a little further in the next hour, it really comes down like to your county that makes the big decisions. Uh, on election changes and things of that nature. And, and Robert, that, that was the only flaw that I found in Trump's speak, uh, speech the other night. I thought he did a pretty good job on his speech. I'm glad that he just stayed with uh, policies and, uh, and talked about them. But uh, I think that's a mistake to lead people to think that you personally, uh, through the federal government, can change elections because – Elections are not federalized, and I don't want them to be federalized. What's your thoughts on that? Well, everything you said is accurate. That is, he can't do it, and it's not going to change. So why are we debating that at that level? Um, So it's going to be a really interesting campaign. Um, I, of course, uh, voted for Trump twice. Uh, I'm a Trump supporter. But that doesn't mean that I will um, support him in this primary. Uh, It all depends on who else is running and what their platforms are. I'm open 
to all candidates, as I was when Trump ran the first time. I didn't endorse him uh, until I endorsed it, perhaps too strong a word. Who am I? Uh, but I, I was not. Uh, no, you're um, Robert Steinbach, behind. for God's sake. Well, indeed. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, um, I didn't, you know, I thought there were several good candidates. He was amongst them. I thought there were several lousy candidates. And I said so at the time when you were showing that. Hey, the one that was worse went out early. That was Jeb Bush. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was oh. terrible. I thought the, the governor from the former governor from New York, who was a real nice guy, but he oh. was, a, a, you know, a, a, a wet napkin. Uh, he went out early. Uh, there were several others who had no business being there. Right. Yeah. Chris Christie. Yeah. Chris Christie uh, had some good <laughs> qualities, too. But in the end, no, I didn't think he uh, should be running. But he was not high on my list of negatives. He was some. He was somewhere in the middle, in fact. Yeah. I forgot who else was running at the time. Walker? Ohio guy. Who was the Ohio guy? Yeah, but, uh, oh, Kasich. Yeah. Kasich should just join the Democrat yeah. Party, man. Right? Kasich said, can't we all get along? Listen, I don't need a school marm. Uh, running for president, telling me that we all need to get along. I'm happy to get along. Tell the leftists, stop trying to jam their Marxist philosophy down my throat, and I won't be choking on it. <laughs> then we can get along. That's how we get along. Yeah, so what did you think of uh, of his speech, uh, uh, Chris? I oh, I read, I read the newspaper that he announced. Oh, okay. I, uh, I thought he was going to wait for a while. I didn't see his speech. So now, wait a second. Did, did you read it in the the New York Post on page twenty six, where it said, uh, you know, Republican man, uh, you know, says he's running for president. Oh, is that how they? That's that how they, they did it. They yeah. It put it on. It? Oh, put it on page twenty six. Totally well, buried it and didn't even say his name. Notice that Pelosi didn't say his name either when they asked her about the presidents. She said, I, I enjoyed working with three of them. Wow. Well, it's going to be interesting. He's going to have to uh, really come back to the middle. You know, he's, he's caused some uh, distaste in what I would say my Republican friend's uh, mouth and the way he talked and the way he's so... Um, caustic he's just caustic and he's um uh, but you know what it's going to be interesting to watch him to watch him sell his wares right well it's here's everything that and i've said this all along 20 uh uh, 2024 is totally different from uh, 2016 so you know we'll we'll see how it all works out. Yep. I, I do not think that the his uh, his way of running the first time to win the primary will work this time. I I don't think people want to see that. Uh, and so uh, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to come down to policy this time. I do believe you, that. You you said something interesting um, that he wants to do away with uh, the paper ballots. No, not do away with voting. bring bring paper ballots back. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, bring them back and do away with early voting. Yeah. I've heard that several times. I don't know where that's coming from. There must be some talking points um, with this, with these uh, vote counts. But you know, we've got a, a local race here in Conway where they're recounting votes with Trent Minner and um, Steve McGee, Dr. McGee. Well, wait, was that one vote? In the end, on that one, it's up, it, it's, ten, it's down to ten votes right now. And here's what's interesting. Uh, Dave, about politics in Arkansas. 
Um, Fowler County is a typically conservative uh-huh. Republican red county, but Steve or Dr. McGee is a is a Democrat. Yes, he He's is. Got half the vote in half of downtown Conway. Um, so it's uh, it's interesting that uh, Trent's down ten votes in this final count here. Um, and so we're watching it closely. Okay, we're good. I hope they got people there watching them count. You got to because you know oh, yeah. you know how Democrats vote one, two, seven, nine. <laughs> you know, kind of like my two year old used to count to ten. You know, that's how right how Democrats count. That's just the way they do it. So, yeah, it's the, the whole thing about Trump's going to be interesting. I can't believe that he's getting in. What no, seven hundred and about eighteen days early? That's really wild. That's really. I mean, they've they've gotten in early and earlier and earlier. It's kind of crazy to go through the midterm elections and the next day you're you're saying I'm going to run for president. That's really wild. Wow, that really is. Yeah, that, that's very early. Very early. That's exactly the thought I had. I said, Whoa! He came out right after the elections were over. Bam! Well, he's got the field to himself. You know, during this time, yeah, he's got the field to maybe, himself. We'll see maybe if he's thinking that he can run some people off. Well, you're gonna. Here's what everybody's gonna watch. They're gonna watch how much money can he raise. That's gonna oh, be yeah. the number one thing because, as I've said, and I will continue to say, money is the mother's milk of politics. If you can't get enough of it, you won't win. It's just that they'll bury you. On TV and in other places, and uh, you just got to have you got to have the money to be able to to win. It, look, Colonel Reynolds is sitting right across. How much did it cost to run for a Congress position? How much did you spend? Do you mind saying? No, I don't mind spending. Uh, uh, it can depends on what. Push that red button right there. Right here. Yeah. Now go ahead. Yeah, it it depends on where you're at, Dave, and it depends okay. on your on your district. Uh, but you can run a good congressional race for two hundred fifty thousand, roughly, to five hundred thousand here. That's not cheap, though. That's what but, I'm saying. But yeah, but, uh, but but you know, if you get a million, you know, a couple million, yeah, it's hard to beat someone who's got that kind of war chest. Yeah. yeah. All right. I just wanted to you know kind of prove my point here. You had four hundred thousand ready to go. All right. That's just. I mean, it's just. It's part. As I like to say, part of the game, politics in a sense is is kind of it's a serious game, but there's a game. There's yeah, a but game I think Trump's it. already got a quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, right, it's ready to go. So, but to get elected president, the last uh, few elections, it's been a billion dollars. It's been a billion dollars for the people getting elected. Think about that for a moment. A billion dollars. That's a lot wow. of change. <laughs> Let me reach in my pocket. I got a I got a black uh, card in my pocket that lets me, you know, just sit there and run the bills up without any problem whatsoever. So what are you writing about uh, this next time, Robert? What's your next subject? Yeah, I mean you're not you've already you've pissed everybody off with this one. What how how do you take it up a notch? Indeed, of course. <laughs> when you say I pissed everybody off, you mean I pissed off all the leftists? Yeah, of course. Pleased all the conservatives, right? Yeah. Um, uh, this week, we're, uh, I'm writing about guns, gun oh, laws, and there's some holes in our gun law. You know that you can, if if you're like Chris Corbett and you have an enhanced concealed carry license, you can carry your gun into the state capitol, but you can't bring it into a depot for the Department of Transportation. Whose uncle 
worked out some special deal with what legislator that they have an exemption for the Department of Transportation, but you can bring your gun into the Capitol. That needs to be changed, and that needs to be changed right now. Uh, you know that you can bring your gun into the Capitol, but you can't bring it into anywhere involved at UAMS. I'm not talking emergency rooms and patient locations, albeit I'm not sure why those are inherently exempt as well, but anywhere they have research facilities, employees, and guests can't bring a gun into a research facility, but you can bring your gun onto the, uh, the, the, uh, the balcony of the Senate, uh, the state Senate. Uh, I, I agree with the latter, why not the former? So the legislature needs to make some fixes uh, to these holes in our gun laws that make us look a little too much like California and New York and not enough like Texas and Oklahoma. Well, I'll tell you what we don't want to uh, be like, and that's Michigan. Whitmer is really cracking down on guns in Michigan. Think about that. I used to go to Michigan when I was a young man because I, I lived down in Indiana. Uh, the northern part, and we used to go hunting over there. The hunters in Michigan are afraid they're not going to be able to hunt anymore. They were talking about that just yesterday. If you did that when you were a young man, so you guys got in the covered wagon? Is that how? Yeah, yeah. It took us a week to get out to where we were going to hunt. That's that's the way it worked. All right. We'll talk to you later, Robert. We appreciate you. God bless. Great, great article. I look forward to this weekend as well. Hey, Chris, thank you for joining us this morning on the Dave Ellswick Show. When we come back, talking about voting. Should you really do it anymore? We'll talk about that here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Here it is, six minutes after seven, second hour of Dave Ellswick show on a Friday. Fridays are always good because they're followed up by Saturday. And for most of us, we don't have to work on Saturday. So Saturdays are good. And the other reason this Friday is better than most is that uh, next week is only, for most of us, a three-day work week. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm off Thursday and Friday, yeah, uh, just like uh, most people are. So And on uh, Thursday, I get to stuff myself until I'm ready to explode. So I really do like going into Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. What about you, Colonel? You like Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving is great. In fact, you know, we have a like a pie table. We put all different types of pies, <laughs> and uh, it's a great it's a great deal. The kids love it. <laughs> How about you, Doctor? You got that? It's all about family. It's all about family and food. 
That's it. And, and, uh, and, yeah. and football. And football. <laughs> <laughs> Got to throw football in there. Football's a very big part. My wife always says, why do you even put the football game on? You're asleep in 20 minutes. And I go, because I bring it in subconsciously. I'll, I'll wake up and I'll know exactly where the game is. When, no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, just what I've done ever since I was a kid. My right. dad did it. I do it. And my kids do it because I did it. So anyway, it's just the way it is. All right. I've invited Colonel Reynolds here. He has a new group. It's called Arkansas Voter Integrity Initiative, Inc. And uh, he came and he pitched wanting to come on. You know, he came in. Because I don't just put people on. I, even Colonel Reynolds. Unless I want to talk about Ukraine or something. That's right. And I, I bring him on because he's the man when it comes to military stuff. He's my, my specialist on that. But he wanted to talk about voting. And I said, why? And then he told me, and he made sense, and I wanted to have him on. And then he promised he was bringing somebody with him that I'd be very interested in uh, talking about. Explain who this other gentleman is in the studio with me. Uh, he is a cybersecurity expert. His name is Dr. Dr. Walter Dougherty. He's a Ph.D. from Harvard Math. He's a, a lecturer uh, emeritus uh, from Texas A&M, and uh, he is an expert. He's testified in several cases, uh, Arizona, Nevada, and, and Alabama, on the machines. And the reason we have to go to paper ballots and we have to get rid of machines because we cannot trust them. We, we'll go through that in just a minute, but... Uh, I wanted him here, and he joined me yesterday, and we went out to Cleburne County and and Faulkner County, and we spoke to a couple of groups to try to get people to understand uh, why we need to go back to paper ballots. Yeah, typically when I see people come on and they want to talk about elections, my eyes kind of glaze over because they get into some minutia that I don't have a clue what they're even talking about. And and that's the problem. I'm not an IT specialist. Here's all I know. Uh, when you've got a computer, it's, it's uh, ones and zeros, and it's make, it's, it makes a whole lot of decisions for you. And I don't, I don't understand singularity and all that other crap they talk about all the time and how, you know, a, a computer can become sentient and it can become like a human and, and all of that. I just know when they start talking that stuff, it makes me think of the Terminator, and I won't want anything to do with it. But, uh, Doctor, you're, you're wanting to let people know that, a lot of the people that are, or a lot of these states, counties, whatever, that are running these elections, they don't even have a clue about how this is all done. Well, that's exactly right, Dave. At the bottom, a voting machine is just a computer. And we've all seen over the years how computers can be compromised or hacked, make mistakes, have bugs etc doesn't matter i mean i've personally had my identity stolen i've had a fake income tax return filed in my name i've had my hospital records compromised uh, my credit bureau records uh, banks target department of defense you can just go down the list every computer in the country has been compromised but we think that Somehow, the computers and voting machines can't be. All the stuff of having your, your identity stolen and all that, did it happen before or after you started questioning <laughs> the, the elections? Well, it actually started before. Oh, okay. All but, right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not being singled out. There are lots of other people that all of these things have happened to. Have you ever had your identity stolen? I have not, but I have been oh. sent uh, information that people were had 
I guess, gotten my credit card number or something, and we're trying right. to buy something. I, I've been notified, and then I said, it ain't me. That's right. Now, well, I don't know how they figured it out, but they figured it out, and they didn't charge me. So when after the 2020 election, uh, I'm a math and computer guy, and uh, even though I'm retired now, but that's a good thing because I had time to look at it. Right. And the first county I looked at was Pima County, Arizona. So Maricopa is uh, the the biggest county, the Phoenix area, but Pima is second. Uh, yeah, that's, the sounds, that's down towards the uh, south. I've been there. Yeah, absolutely. So I started looking at the, the data there, and... You know, analyzing data, you can look at a list of a million numbers and eventually figure out what the pattern is. But it's a lot simpler many times to make a graph and say, does this graph make sense? Mm -hmm. Because there's some things that are just open and shut that don't make sense. For example, in Virginia right now, there are two congressional races where there were more votes than voters. That can't happen. You don't have to know what the numbers are to say something is wrong here. We've got this many registered voters, and there are more ballots than there are registered voters. Another thing that can't happen in a fair and honest election is for the counts to go down. So the counts at the beginning of the night, 730, when the polls close here in Arkansas, you're reporting on it and say, Colonel Reynolds has zero, Prince Hill has zero. Mm-hmm. And then as the reports come in, the numbers go up for both candidates. If it's a small precinct and they all vote one way, then one candidate may stay the same for the next report. Right. It never goes down. Yeah, they, they, that means you're taking votes away. But it did. So here in Arkansas, in U.S. House District 2, after several reports – of updates where there were increases for both candidates, there were decreases for both hap- candidates. That can't happen in a fair election. So you've got a problem here. After Pima County, I started getting calls from other states and other counties around the country. Uh, I haven't added it up, but I'd say it's close to 40 counties in a number of states that I've looked at. And uh, I'm disappointed to say that all but one of them showed obvious signs of manipulation. So any computer expert will tell you if you give me enough time and enough access, I can hack anything. And as I've said, computers in every other area um, have been compromised and aren't trustworthy. So why should we trust something as fundamental to our country. If we don't have fair and honest elections, we don't have a country. Okay, well, here's, here's what the other side says. But they're not hooked up to the Internet. The machines aren't hooked up to the Internet, so no one can get in and hack them. Well, they can't hack them while the election is going on. Can they not hack them before the election and set up, well, every third Republican vote? You don't count. Well, exactly. And, in fact, that's exact, That's what happened with Volkswagen. You remember Dieselgate. Oh, yeah. So they had to meet certain emission pollution requirements set by the German government. But the engineers figured out how to detect when the government's testing equipment was hooked up and tweak the engine so it would meet the specs. But then once the testing equipment was unplugged, it was vroom. Right. So uh, there are many ways that computers can be compromised. It can be pre-programmed, like you said, of uh, skipping every third vote or when uh, it's election day. I mean, look at the clock. 
So um, if you're running a test deck three weeks before the election, then count it right. But if it's election day, then change the count. The point is not that we know these things happened, except there's one case where we do know they happened, and that's Mesa County, Colorado. So Tina Peters was the county clerk and recorder there, and she had the audacity to make a backup of her system before the vendor came in and erased it all. And that's part of her job. I mean, county clerk and recorder. Right. So she's supposed to maintain election records. When Jeff O'Donnell looked at those, uh, that backup, what he discovered was that after about 25% of the votes were counted in November 2020, a second set of databases was created. Some but not all of the votes were transferred and some of the ones that were transferred appear to have been altered because they got a different result. Same thing happened in April of 2021 in the municipal election for the, the Grand Junction City Council. So the equipment is owned by Mesa County, but they run the election for, this, for the city since they have, have the equipment. After about a fourth of the votes were counted, a second set of databases was created. Some but not all ballots were transferred, and some of the ones that were transferred appear to have been altered. At the end of the day in that city council race, the winning margin was about 3,000. There were 8,000 votes that were questionable. So we really have no idea who won that election. If you can't trust the computers, what can you trust? Well, up until 20, 30 years ago, we used hand-marked, hand-counted paper ballots, and it's almost a 100% transparent system. Nothing is perfect. Nothing is foolproof. There are ways to cheat, but it's a lot harder to cheat on paper ballots, and it's a lot easier to detect when there is cheating. What we've gone to now with voting machines is it's a completely non-transparent process. All you know is ballots go in and numbers come out. And you have no idea if your vote was counted, flipped, altered, split, deleted. Ballots go in and numbers come out. It's not transparent at all. And because it's not transparent, it's not auditable, it's not reliable, it's not trustworthy. Let's go back to something that is. All right. We're going to look at six different reasons over this next uh, 45 minutes. Uh that uh, tells us that uh, machines have to go. There's no transparency, no accountability, no way to check accuracy. There are vulnerable uh, software that's in them. There's vulnerable hardware in them, and there are vulnerable networks. How would you feel? And, and you got um, this was one of the issues that I found very interesting when Colonel came and talked to me. How would you feel if you found out that the count? that is done for our elections that no one knows if it's right at all because it doesn't the, the count's not done it like the secretary of state's office it's not done here in the state it's it's farmed out to some some company that most people don't even know who owns them and and uh, what they're what they're all about what if that were the case well, it's not what if. It is what it is, and that's exactly what it is, and we'll talk about it. Stay with us. 719 here on the Dave Ellswick Show. There's a, there's enough questions here, uh, and I, I agree with Doctor. I'd like to see us just go back. You know, all you got to be able to do is put an X, you know, and say who you're voting for. Uh, but uh, And then people sit and they, 
and they and they count. Were, were there times that that happened? Uh, that people were cheating. Look, I grew up outside of Chicago. I can guarantee you <laughs> that sometimes that was happening. But it only happened if they figured out a way to get those extra ballots somehow into the system so that they could count them. And uh, that is not as easy as you think. I mean, Mayor Daley was a pro at it, but he he had everybody bought off. That's the way he, he did it. All right, so uh, let's talk about ICU protection, uh, about uh, getting a, a good security system for your for your home. I mean, 70-plus people are dead uh, here in, in Little Rock, and you can add up in the surrounding areas, and we know that murders are up, shootings are up, break-ins are up. It's not a good time to, you know, to, to kind of be alive when it comes to crime in, in our country right now, and you need to protect yourself. I now protect myself with ICU protection. Billy Mack, uh, if you give him a call, he'll make sure you got the door and window sensors. He'll make sure you got the indoor and outdoor cameras, the motion detection, the analytics. You know, I mean, they're so good now. They can tell whether it's a person, an animal, uh, you know, a gust of wind with leaves in it that uh, it's picking up. And uh, you can act accordingly. They can do that for your home. They can do that for your business. These are the guys that do Nuke One. Uh, they do all of their uh, security. If that's the case, if they can take care of a reactor, they can take care of my house. That's the way I look at that. And on top of that, you get a lot of these places that do security systems. You're going to pay somewhere four, five, six hundred dollars, depending on how much. Uh, uh, equipment that you put on your home uh, before you even get started. That's not the way Billy Mac does it. He doesn't charge you for any of that equipment. All you have to do is make sure you pay for the service. I've had Billy on the show, and he has admitted that he doesn't make any money off of his customers for about four years because he doesn't charge them for any of the hardware. They put the hardware on, it's yours to keep, but you have to pay for the service and their service fees are right in line with all the other uh, security firms. So call Billy Mac, talk to him about this, get on the, the the train that I'm on, and that's ICU Protection. The phone number five zero one two zero five thirteen thirty three. 25 after 7 here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Again, the name of the organization, Arkansas Voter Integrity Initiative, Inc., uh, Colonel. Can people get involved with this? Oh, absolutely. And we have a website. It's ArkansasVII.org, ArkansasVII.org. And we ask people, if you, if something happened to you at the election uh, when you voted, uh, your vote flipped, or they told you you had already voted, give us a, you know, send us an email. Uh, come to our site. and We've got our phone number on there. They can call and leave a message. Uh, we've got uh, really 100 different affidavits of people who have said that their vote flipped on them on the machine. Uh, And those are the ones that actually saw it. The vast majority of people don't even catch any of the problems. As we were just talking about, uh, 93% of the people who vote on this express vote, this touch screen type voting system, don't even check uh, their ballot. They don't even look at it. In fact, even if they did, if people can remember at the top of the ballot, yeah, it's got the names of the people you voted for. But they have it's all barcodes. 
So the names actually mean nothing to the next machine that you put in that counts your vote. It it's only bar counts code. barcode. And I don't, Dave. Do you read barcode? No, I, I, I don't read. I don't read barcode either. I don't know if you can. Can you read barcode just looking at it? I mean, you got to have a reader to read it, right? Uh, with enough time, you could read it manually, but uh, it'd be tough. Okay, all right. So, because that's, so, a, I mean, we go through all these facts. You get to the last one. You know, ninety-three percent of voters don't look at their completed ballot. Right. All right. I do before I put it into the uh, the tabulator. Basically, eighty percent of Americans don't trust the current election system, and uh, you put it in the tabulator. It doesn't read text. Nope. It reads that barcode. Is everything that I read that's on the ballot, is that in the barcode? I'm, you have no way of knowing. I'm giving my faith right. to the machine. Right. And so give me your money, and I'll go buy you a lotto ticket, and I'll tell you whether you want or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it's just a matter of you're trusting an entity that we have no knowledge about. For example, ESNS runs all of our elections in the state. All 75 counties, ESNS has, runs them. And it's a company out of um, uh, Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska. And the, the interesting thing about it, Dave is no one really knows who owns them. Because they're a private company. Uh, North Carolina tried to find out. Their attorney general sent them a letter and said, we need to know, uh, particularly after the Russia, Russia, Russia thing. Mm -hmm. They said, we want to know if you have any foreigners, anybody else that actually invest. And so ESNS came back and said, well, our president owns 5%, uh, or up to 5%, and our CFO, and then McCarthy Group. Those are the three people they... So who is McCarthy? That's, and no one knows, because they're a private equity fund, and by their bylaws, they will not share any of the data of their investors or owners. So we have no idea who the man is behind the curtain who controls all of our elections from the time we walk in to the time we actually submit our vote and the counting of the vote. They do it all. All right. So, doctor, at the, at, from the site where you're voting at... They uh, they download those votes onto a thumbnail drive. Is that correct? Uh, Normally, that, yes, that's correct. Okay. And, and then that information uh, is aggregated at the county from the precincts, and then the county sends the information not to the Secretary of State. They send it to another private company, Clarity Elections. Clarity Elections then accumulates the votes from counties to get statewide, or in this case of Colonel Reynolds, the district, which is eight Mm -hmm. counties here in in central Arkansas, and then asks the Secretary of State, are you ready for us to publish the updated webpage? So if you go to the Secretary of State's webpage and click on election results, look at the URL bar up at the top. It goes immediately to Clarity Elections. So that means that the Election results are being maintained by Clarity. They then send it to Edison Research, who sends it to the news media. So the, so the bottom line is, and I only got 30 seconds and we've got to take a break, but the bottom line is the Secretary of State's office is not tabulating any votes at all. They're just reporting on the vote. Correct. All right. We'll come, that's kind of an eye-opener. All right. We'll talk about that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. we got Colonel Reynolds in here, Arkansas Voter Integrity Initiative, Inc. That is the group that we're speaking with this morning. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show, talking about elections. And there's a lot of questions along with the information that's being presented to us. 
uh, doctor is with us and uh, ta- from Harvard, uh, graduated from Harvard. He's an IT guy. That's what he does. I would say you're probably a mathematician too, huh? That's right. Yeah. I mean, okay. uh, back when I started, there weren't any computer science departments. Right. So the computer courses were in the math department or maybe statistics department, depending on the university. My, my roommate and I used to argue in college. Uh, Paul Cosma was my little brother in, in fraternity and uh, my roommate, and uh, he was a math major. I was a philosophy major, well, minor. I might as well have been major because I spent so much time in it. And we would argue which one was the truth. And uh, it was always interesting because he'd look at me and said, numbers, Dave, do not lie. And was, that was his big argument. One is always a one. Two is always a two. And he would go, go through all of it with me, and, I, and then I would make my arguments. And I had to admit, by the time we got to the end, I would say that math was really the only true, pure science that was out there. Would you agree with that? Well, I would, but I'm probably uh, prejudiced since uh, that's my specialty, well, is math and computers. Might be, but, but bottom line, it makes a lot of sense what you guys say. It really does. Okay, so let's, let's continue on here and, and talk about, uh, about all of this. So I've been talking during the break with Colonel Reynolds. And this is going to come down to the quorum courts, correct? That's correct. And, and the, every quorum court can make a decision based on Arkansas law. They can vote, and the majority of the JPs can vote to transition from machines to paper ballots. They'll have to have a machine for, by, by federal law and state law, they've got to have a machine for the handicapped. In fact, that's what all these express votes were designed for anyway. Um, but and that's fine. But it's, it's, uh, they can transition and say, hey, look, we're going to paper ballot. And I have a paper ballot. I just showed it to you. You may yeah. want to describe it to the audience. Um, yeah, go ahead and talk well, about it. Well, uh, they can't see it, but the ballot that we have here is, is uh, one that was going to be used in Arizona, but they were not able to get the funding approved before the November election. What a big surprise. Yes, but uh, as you can see, it's got the hologram on it. It's got mm-hmm. the state uh, seal. emblem seal here, uh, and it's got a watermark that's very impressive. With a UV light, you can look at it, and you can see the watermark that's not visible in regular light. Right. You cannot, you cannot make a copy of this. Uh, they also have, if you wanted it, they have a, a serial number uh, that's a QR code that everybody can track their vote all the way through the system. So it you, can, you can't insert votes, is my point. Uh, this is very, very transparent. And, it's, and it's, you can fill it out, and it's hand-counted. You know, and you're not limited to the number of machines you have in a polling site. You can have 50 people sitting at desk filling them out. At one time, you don't have to wait for a machine to open up for you to go over there and and push your selection. Um, this whole this whole thing that we've gotten into with these machines uh, and people trusting them, not really understanding how they work or the company that's behind it, is ridiculous. And um, and so I want to go back to a system where people can actually trust the count, trust the vote, and paper ballots is, happens to be the gold standard. And so, uh, and so that's what we're trying to get our message out to every county. We want all counties in Arkansas, but right now we're starting out with the uh, the first eight here in the in the uh, second district. So, where are you, where which uh, which of the quorum courts are you 
looking to visit first? Well, we visited one last night in Cleveland County. Okay. And we gave we had a, a, a very short time to make our case, but uh, I think we made our case very well. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, they've probably they've got December or January to vote. Uh, I think that I hope that they will uh, go our way. Uh, we're looking at White County and then Perry County and Conway County, and then we're going to keep moving. Uh, the the whole idea, Dave, is educating people what they don't know. Uh, a lot of people th- think they understand the system, but when I start talking to them and tell them, well, really, do you know where that vote goes? And why is it that we can't see the source code? And why is it that we are completely blind on how they actually count the vote? And why is it that I can't verify my vote when it's a barcode I can't read? Because the text that I'm reading means nothing to the machine that's counting. When people see those things, it just means we don't have a fair election. We simply don't. We don't. We don't have election we can actually trust. And so let's go back to. Uh, and I, I think that people will be very, very surprised when we get this flipped. And we're going to. We're going to change it. And uh, I think people are going to be surprised as the results. You know, think about this, Dave. You know, ninety-eight percent of Congress continue to get reelected with a seventeen percent approval rating. How is that possible? I've, I've asked that question for a lot, and they don't know. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's time to go to paper ballots, and then we'll. I think we're going to see a change. Okay. Well, I, I'm interested what the Secretary of State is saying. Is he saying that telling the, the quorum courts that they're making sense here? Well, I, I, I don't know what he's telling them. Uh, I, I, I probably will go and talk with him at some point. But they've had years to fix this. I mean, these are not new questions. Uh, but the key, people continue to defend to defend the current system. And what I'm saying is, no, we cannot trade our the security of the election for convenience. It's very convenient. I'm telling you, machines are very quick. They're quick, except they're not in Arizona today, right? Yeah. But they're very they're, they're supposed they're quick. And a lot of the people that work in the county clerk's office, which by the way are all good people, mm-hmm. every county clerk I've met has been outstanding. Their staff, they're trying to do the best they can, but they they are working within a set of rules that really don't allow them to really test the machine. Machines, just like uh, the doctor just brought up, this LNA test is called a logic and, and um, accuracy test that they run. They run a bunch of test ballots through the machine before it actually have election day. Well, that's all great, but the problem is, is the, the computers inside the machines have clocks, and ask them, have you ever ever changed your clock on your computer at home for daylight savings time? No, because it it knows. Yeah, it does it on its own. That's right. And it also knows when Election Day is. And so an algorithm will not kick in until Election Day. And they will not shut down any of these machines to run five or six hours worth of testing uh, on Election Day. So that's the problem we have right now. And we can fix it. We can fix it. Uh, the quorum courts can do it with a simple majority vote. All right. So let me ask you, uh, Doctor, how do you, how do you get – and take care of uh, mail-in ballots with this? Well, a number of states have looked at the mail-in ballots. It was greatly expanded during the pandemic uh, when people needed to isolate poor and not congregate in large groups and so forth. There are a few states that have been predominantly mail-in all the time. But as both of you have said, This is the easiest avenue for manipulation is to add additional mail-in votes. Oh, yeah. It's harder harder to manipulate people who show up on Election Day in person. And with mail-in votes, 
What I found in Arizona and in Pima County when I was analyzing the races there is that all of the races from president down to county sheriff had exactly the same trajectory over time as the votes were counted. So it started out with a huge front load, if you want to call it that, for the ultimate winner. But then as votes were counted, it successively declined. And that's one of those things that just shouldn't happen because mail-in votes, with a few exceptions, there are some states that sort the mail-in votes by precinct before they count them. But in Pima County, they did not. And so mail-in votes ought to be completely random. So a citizen says, I request an absentee ballot. Um, for a, a, a legitimate reason, uh, it takes a random amount of time to go through the postal system and get to the clerk's office. It sits in their inbox a random amount of time. They mail out the ballot. It takes a random amount of time to get to the voter. It sits on your kitchen table a random amount of time. You say, oh, yeah, I better fill this out. And then you drop it in the mail, and it takes a random amount of time. There ought to be no pattern in the mail-in votes. And what there was... After the initial fluctuations in the ratio of, let's say, Biden over Trump, so how many votes does Biden have so far divided by how many votes Trump has so far, it ought to settle down very quickly to what the ultimate ratio is because they're random. I mean, this is why quality control works. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, Frito-Lay makes uh, 10,000 bags of potato chips. They randomly pick 100 of those bags and inspect every single chip in that bag. And if those 100 bags are good, they say, this lot's good, ship it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what you ought to see in the case of the, the mail-in ballots, let's say the first four ballots were for Biden. Now he's got four out of four. That's 100 percent. Fifth vote's for Trump. Okay, now Biden has four out of five. He drops to 80 percent. Well, that's a 20% drop, but one-fifth is 20%. Right. So the fifth vote can change it by as much as one-fifth. The 500th vote can only change that ratio by no more than one-five-hundredth. And the 50,000th vote can only change the ratio by at most one-fifty-thousandth. So after the initial uh, wild swings based on the small number of ballots, after you've counted 10% of the vote— it ought to be flat all the way to Election Day. But in Pima County, Arizona, the ratio went from about 3.3 to 1 down to 1.5. So that's a factor of 2. So a, a line that ought to be flat was a steep slope. Not only was it a steep slope, it was a predictable slope. So fair elections shouldn't be predictable, and predictable elections aren't fair. So if you count 10,000 votes and it was 74% for Biden, that should not give you any way to bet on what the next 10,000 votes are going to be. It might be more than 74%. It might be less. You shouldn't be able to bet on it. But in Pima County, the next batch was 73%. The next batch was 72, 71, 70, Mm -hmm. 69. So it was systematically declining all the way to Election Day. That can't happen in a fair election. After I saw that pattern in the presidential race, I looked at all of the other races. Every single one of them had the same curve. 
and 16 out of the 17, the Democrat won. One of them, I think, was manipulated for the Republican who won. I need to – it's something I'm talking – you might know about – uh, Hans Spitkowski from the Heritage uh, Institute he, in the foundation, he does a lot of uh, study on this. I've been asking Republicans tend to turn out on Election Day. That's basically that's what conservatives do. They don't vote as early as others. They don't like to do mail-in votes uh, like the other uh, party does. But that's something that we've got to change amongst uh, conservatives because we're getting beat over the head by early voting. Is that not true? Well, I would disagree. Uh, And again, it goes back to the ease of manipulation. So it's a lot easier to add or subtract mail-in votes than it is to add or subtract election day votes for people who show up in person. And so just as a precautionary measure, I, my opinion is that it's better to concentrate on election day. Now, the pragmatic argument which you're making is, well, if the rules allow for – Three weeks of early voting or a month, an election month. I mean, what happened to the concept of election day? Well, I agree. You know, we've got election month. But if the rules allow it, then maybe uh, all parties ought, ought to take advantage of that. But if what it comes down to is what's going to move us in the direction of a more trustworthy system? And I don't think that will. All right. We're going to finish it up when we come back. Got to get one last break in. Don't forget about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Eric Coleman will join me next week to talk about, you know, what are some of the big, big things that you might be wanting to look at as far as jewelry goes. There's always something hot. There's always something that your significant other would like to hang around her neck, put on her hand, or uh, even put around uh, her uh, wrist or around her ankle. Just keep all of that in mind. And uh, you want to make sure you get the thing that they want. Don't think, oh, this is really nice. It's not about you. It's about them. All right. 3000 Cavanaugh, that's where you'll find Hillcrest uh, Designer Jewelry. Go visit uh, Eric Coleman there. They're in Suite E. They're open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. You can call them if you want to, 501-246-3655. Be uh, with me Wednesday next week when Eric is here on the air during the 9 o'clock hour. Got just a few moments left here. So, Doctor, what do we... How do we convince people of this? Here, here's what I'm going to say that a lot of politicians are going to think about. They're going to say, we have put an inordinate amount of money into all these computers. Secretary of State's going to say that. They poured millions of dollars to give every, every uh, place that voting is allowed a computer. How do you so- suddenly say, hey, guess what? We were wrong. We need to go to paper ballots. Well... What we have to do is educate people on the depth of the problems that exist with computerized voting machines. So they're not transparent. You don't know what happens to your ballot right. after, after it goes into the machine. They're not accountable because no independent expert has ever reviewed any of the source code. And some of these voting then they software won't let systems, you do that, right? Well, that's right. Except in North Carolina, the law says that a party can ask to examine the, the source code, and the Libertarian Party did that. 
And when they said, we want our expert to examine the source code in North Carolina, the State Board of Elections said, oh, well, uh, we don't have any rules in place on how to go about doing that. And before we make the rules, we'll have to have some hearings. And after about eight months, they had their hearings and came up with the rules. And the computer expert that the Libertarian Party had hired to independently examine the source code said, these rules are so onerous, there's no way I can do the job. And so you can't look at it, then how can you trust it? Mm-hmm. Accuracy. In Alabama, which uses ES&S machines, the same machines that are used here in Arkansas, in a public demonstration a couple of weeks before the election, they invited people to come in, fill out an absentee ballot, and put it in the scanner. One lady testified that she got her ballot, went out and Xeroxed eight copies of it, and came back in and fed in eight Xeroxed ballots. It accepted and counted them. So if it accepts and counts counterfeit ballots, then how can you trust the, the results of, of of the machine. And how is that possible? Because the ballot's supposed to be your ballot. Exactly. And uh, as Colonel Reynolds mentioned, a lot of ballots are on very special paper that has a special watermark. Mm-hmm. So in the case of Dominion machines that are used in Colorado and Georgia, Maricopa County, they require that ballots be printed on special 80 or 100 pound paper made by Roland manufacturer in Canada with a an invisible ghost tagant which is basically an infrared fluorescent watermark and there is a detector inside the Dominion voting machine that can look at the ballot and say is this genuine pa- ballot paper or is it a counterfeit in Maricopa County they turned the detector off so they said, don't check to see if the ballots that we're putting in the machine are counterfeit paper or not. So then people often ask me, well, you're not an election expert. Uh, why are you talking about elections? And I just say, voting machines are computers, and I am a computer expert. Yeah, computers do what computers do. And computers <laughs> are vulnerable in their software. So the software that has been certified for voting machines in the case of Mesa County, Colorado, had not been updated since 2019 or the antivirus definitions. So your laptop that gets you update every month, if it's a Windows laptop Mm -hmm. on Patch Tuesday, uh, first Tuesday of every month, you get 50 or 100 uh, patches, and probably 5 to 10 of them are labeled critical. So your laptop is actually safer than the voting machine in terms of having uh, bug fixes and, and updates. Yeah, we're, out, we're, we're out of time, but go, go ahead. Well, I want, to say, I want to answer your question. Yeah. And is how much is our republic worth? You know, it's how much is it worth? No, I but agree. And, I, and, and the bottom line is if I had a car and my family's driving it and I spent $50,000 for it and it's a gas, it's gas leak, it's a death trap, do I say, sorry, kids, sorry, honey, you're just going to have to take the car because we've got so much money invested? No. I'm going to say, no, I'm going to not use that car, and uh, I'm going to get a safer car. That's what we need to do. That's not the way politicians think. That's my holy point, Colonel. That's, that's all I'm saying. They don't want to be stuck with all that egg on their face 
you know, that they allowed that to happen. So well, uh, that's true. Well, there'll be a war about this. But a, lot of his, a lot of his grant money, well, that's why I got into it. Because <laughs> not for a war, but to make it to where we can have fair and transparent elections. I got it. Just remember my what I always say about uh, technology. It's a great thing unless it doesn't work. All right. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Doctor, thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate you. Enjoy a barbecue while you're here in Arkansas, by the way. We did well, last night. All right. Good. Yeah. All right. I'll take a break. Come back 9 o'clock. We're going to have Steve here and Jake here, and we'll talk about, you know, how to keep the holidays from being your downfall. That's coming up. Friday show. This is like the, my favorite hour of the uh, of the week because it's my last one. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I love being with you all. I really do. It's uh, we, we're having Jake Snowden from Club Fit and Steve Worley, athletes without pain, on today. Get you ready for the holidays. How not to look like the Pillsbury Doughboy <laughs> in January? I mean, that's what that's what it's all about today. Trying to keep you in shape and make you think about it. And, and Jake, or Steve's got the thing going on right now about uh, getting your diet clean and, and how to do that and what you should be eating and what shouldn't be eating so that you make sure that you lose some weight. I mean, uh, what? Put that mic close to you, all right? All right. Golo. Have you seen the commercials for Golo on television? I believe I've missed that. Yeah, it's kind of like a, 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 I don't know how you put this, uh, kind of like, uh, what's the thing where you don't eat any carbs? Keto. 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 It's like keto light. Okay. That's what it kind of comes off to me being. But it's like any other diet. Eat this, but you can't eat that. Do this, but you can't do that. I don't want to hear that anymore. You know, I'm going to be 70 and... In February, I really don't give a crap now. I, I eat what I want to eat, basically. Does that make well, sense? Sometimes you just got to live a little, you know. Yeah. So if you can counter that with some activity, you know, balance it out. Um, I, you know, I, I've got a lot of clients that that fast, sixteen hour fasting. That's kind of cool. I do. I yeah. I mm-hmm. did that, and you, you will do that. Wait. Yeah, absolutely, you will. And just you know, aside from the weight loss that you get. There's so many studies, and I've seen it with my own clients. I, I don't fast a lot, but just the other benefits that you get, it, it really works well with your blood sugar. It helps your blood sugar yeah, tremendously. It does. I'm, I'm fasting right now. Are you? Mm-hmm. I, oh. I, I do every day. Eight, Man, eight if you start noon. looking at me funny like you're trying to get – you better stay no, away, boy. No, I, I had my coffee. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I do eat in the morning for – you know, I, I – typically eat a cup of oatmeal that's what i have for breakfast because that's that's good as far as a carb get you started get you jump started but it doesn't blow your sugar up left or right right because it's a complex carb so i do i do that but then i may not eat again until three or four in the afternoon yeah right 
Yeah, there's a lot of benefits from fasting, and you know, with your oatmeal, you can you can put some protein in there and, and some fats, and, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 really get some great uh, satisfaction. You know, not that you're not from just the oats, but yeah. you can get your protein, you can get your fats, you can get your well, carbs. I put all fats there in one I deal. put about eighth of a stick of real butter in it. Okay, well, the thing, <laughs> nothing wrong with that, dude. Yeah, I'm it, a big big fan of that. I love butter. Yeah, the thing, the thing fats is, are, Yeah, what you got to understand is that fat doesn't make you fat. Okay? Right. You well, don't that's get fat that people from don't understand. Fat. It's the excessive amount of carbs in your system, on your system that you don't burn off throughout the day that will create weight gain. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing your your oatmeal, I would suggest doing a tablespoon of MCT oil. Mm-hmm. That's 120 calories, and it's going to give MCT. you MCT. Uh-huh. I haven't medium, heard about that. Medium chain triglyceride fat. It's, it's okay. soluble. It's uh, you can burn it as energy, just like you would an avocado, mm-hmm. things of that sort. That's what's called an essential fat, which okay. is very good for your system. MCTs. MCT is like? the new uh, the the new like uh, perfect food, if you oh, will. Okay, but it's been put it in your for a coffee. <laughs> yeah, I put it in my coffee. It's called bulletproof coffee. But I've, uh-huh. I've been bulletproof doing, coffee. I've been doing MCT oil <laughs> since uh, the. Oh, here, 90s. let me get my gun out and see if that works. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. How bulletproof is yeah. it? That's, a, that's a different kind of bulletproof, Dave. Oh, oh okay, <laughs> a different kind. <laughs> All right, but yeah. So where did, when did this come up? I haven't even heard of MCT. Well, back in the 90s when I was bodybuilding, I was having problems getting in uh, the amount of fat that I needed. Okay. Because okay? I, I had my carbs and my proteins where I needed to be. And so someone mentioned to me one day about doing some MCT oil. And I would do MCT oil and peanut butter right up till the day of the show because that gave me enough fat in my diet to reach that 20% margin of where I was trying to to get to this so, is kind of a keto kind of thing is what i'm hearing where you're you're not burning a lot of keto does do mct yes. okay yeah yeah they really incorporate that big time and so with the with the advent of keto and the popularity of it it it's really uh put the mct for example out there um and so it's it's a retail thing now you know, it's there's, huge there's, there's many different types of eating regimens out there okay Mm -hmm. and all of them are considered to be a diet but us that have come from the other side that are now doing keto it's really not a diet it's more of a lifestyle change Mm -hmm. and you change your lifestyle to fit this regimen that you don't use regular flour anymore we use almond flour you don't use uh, vegetable oil. You use, use olive oil. Or so, you use coconut oil. I, yeah. I, I, I cook with coconut oil quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, I was almost. And I've been doing that forever. I, I would not pop my popcorn in vegetable oil. It's got to be coconut oil. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But they always oil. use it at the theaters. Yeah. It tastes better. It does. It's coconut in, in oil actually, is very ac- good. Actually nutritious for you. Very good so, for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. The avocado oil that I've been doing some research <clears> on, <throat> the reason that they're saying that that's not a good oil now is because it's a synthetic blend between that and vegetable oil, and you never know what you're getting at the grocery store. They say it's a combination of both. So 10W30? Um, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> five, I think it's more than 5W30. <laughs> this reminds me, which, sitting here talking about this, reminds me of the movie. I, I went and saw The Menu last night, okay. which I highly recommend. It's really great. And Ralph Fiennes is this uh, um, 
chef, all right, and people wor- literally worship him, and and people come to his restaurant that's out on this island. It's called Hawthorns, and he only has twelve customers at a time, but they each are paying twelve hundred and fifty dollars per plate wow. to eat at his restaurant. And before he starts serving, he goes, "I only have one thing to ask of you: don't eat taste." And, uh, and when he says that, yeah. I think this is what's wrong with foodies anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you know they don't. You don't eat just for the enjoyment of eating. You right. know, you 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 want taste. Yeah, it's, you got to go see it. It's a great <laughs> okay. movie. It's a great satirical taste. look at where we are about our food. That's that's shifting gears. You like so. it, but yeah. it goes along with what you're saying. I'm listening to what you're kind of saying about this oil and that oil and avocados. Hey, folks. If you get active, you can probably eat just about what you want. If you get active, you pretty much can, Dave. If you get your metabolism right and you know your hormones and everything, uh, which you do with activity. I mean, yeah. we, I think we all know that by now. Um, and weight training, especially, and you yeah, know, Steve will follow along with that. But you know, weight training is 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 really. I, I hate to say it's where it's at, but weight training is where it's at because We've been saying that for years yeah well you it, it's <laughs> we really long have. term We've been saying for years you develop the muscle the muscle bounces your hormones it balances your metabolism so yeah it burns you, the you calories can. yeah absolutely yeah you know i think the most important thing you possibly can ever do for yourself is do some type of resistance training because as we get older we're not going to have um muscle problems we're going to have joint problems my knee hurts my back hurts yep. my hip whatever what that is that's a weakened muscle tissue that doesn't support that joint under a stress load so no matter if you're doing weight bearing exercises or you're going to the gym and doing compounded movements you're building muscle strength that supports that joint well you know what i do now i look i understand it's not necessary for me to go for a personal best you know every week mm-hmm. and you finally uh, quit doing that i've stopped doing it i, I, I have stopped <laughs> PPRs every week jake, uh, jake will tell you there was a time dave you can't do 500 pounds on the leg press man <laughs> why, why not well okay maybe i used can. to do it he knows it he's seen me do it but the, here's the bottom line is that i use bands now yeah, yeah. i've moved away from pushing in the iron. I'm, in fact, kind of where we're going. Yeah. I'm going to be talking about that next week because I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get rid of all my weights and stuff. I got 800 and something pounds of weights. I've got you know my my metal cage and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. sell all of that stuff for 50 bucks, Dave, and a set of bands. Yeah, you can have one heck of a workout. Oh yeah, dude. You know, the sky's the limit. What I like about the band sets, I'm going to buy one here next week again. Uh, for for thirty dollars, all right, you can get like six bands, and now they've got them where they actually have printed the weight on on the bands and okay. all of that, so you know it goes up to fifty pounds. Well, I don't need more than fifty pounds yeah. anymore. And even if you do lift, it doesn't take heavy weight to build muscle tissue. No, mm-hmm. oh, I agree you know, with that because I've got up to 30 pounds of dumbbells in in my facility 
I can't even begin to tell you how sore my chest is right now mm-hmm. just from that of doing different angles and movements and um, slowing down your speed of what you're doing. And So there's a way to do it and combine that with the bands. Okay, stuff. last time you were on, Jake, and I know for a fact the last time Steve was with me a few weeks ago, I was telling you guys that I was looking at rowers. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I was a, well, I bought one. Okay. okay. And your son God, put, I love them. Your son yeah. was putting it together for you. Yeah, and it's together. Uh, it's one. It uses water for the resistance. Mm-hmm. Cool. It literally, I'm serious about this. You sit and you, you row, and it sounds like you're in a rowboat. Yeah. And you're out on the, on the pond. They and do. And you're rowing around. It sounds awesome, it's doesn't it? It's fantastic. Dave, who makes that? Uh, mine is... Tiomi, I think is what it's called. I mean, there's a lot of different brands out there, but you don't have to spend, I'm telling you, you don't have to spend over $600 right. on a good rowing machine. Yep. Do not be sucked into, oh, you need to have a $1,500 rower. That is not right. That's yep. not true. Yeah. Man, rowers are, are very, very good. It's a full body workout. You work your muscles, you work your cardio, obviously, and you kind of dictate the output. Yeah, you, you do. Know? You you it counts the strokes it counts you know how much you're moving how far you've gone I I row each time for about twenty minutes is what I hit and uh, I go the distance of a football field a good friend of mine that's pretty good twenty minutes mm-hmm. yeah huh moving it pretty quick yeah it is it's moving it pretty quick but here's what I liked about it Steve because and you just mentioned it <clears throat> you're talking about your joints I was amazed the first time I did it. And I'm sitting there, and I'm really hitting it. You know, whoosh, whoosh, you know how I am. Mm. And I get done, and I stood up, and it was like nothing hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My knees didn't hurt. My shoulders didn't hurt. Yep. It's that nice, easy, repetitive. Yeah, it was great. There's, there's no impact. It's impact-free. Yeah. You yeah. Know? No impact. So, yeah, and they, they you don't have to plug them in. They don't require power. Nope. You know, the harder you, you row, the you, more output you supply you've got. of power. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the way that if, works. If anybody's interested in a rowing program, there is a friend of mine, if you'll reach out to me, uh, that runs the rowing program for the state of Arkansas below the 430 River Bridge. He's got about uh, 80 uh, people that's involved in it, including Episcopal. And I believe mm-hmm. one under school of doing competitions. I would like to try that sometime. I've never been Man, on a. I will hook you up. What do you call those things that uh, they get in? They're not called uh, boats. They're called something. Yeah, they they got, got a special name. Uh, I'd love to get in one of them and just try it out. Mm-hmm. Give I'll, me another. Give me another month to get kind of in shape on this because it really gives you a good cardio workout. Oh yeah. Wait. I mean, wait till the sure spring. Might be a yeah. little cold down there on that water right now. Yeah, I bet you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that'd be true. Yeah. I just so and then I can feel like I'm going to Harvard. Yeah, Harvard. there you go. You know, exactly. They're out there yeah. on the Boston yeah. River or whatever. Uh-huh. When, you're, when you're rowing that thousand yards or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and you're in a competition, it's relentless. Oh yeah, there, there there is no downtime. No, I mean, no. You're, it's a one steady, constant muscular contraction over and over yep. and over and over. Again. And you got the guy at the end of it, and he's got the little the little megaphone. Yeah, you know, stuck on his <laughs> on his lips. Stroke. Stroke. <laughs> you know, all you need is by the time you get to the end, you're so tired, you'll be thinking, I thought I was in Ben-Hur there, and they were beating the drum. <laughs> yeah. Boom, boom, yeah. Boom. Yeah. Keeping the strokes. That's down. it. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. We've got to come back. i got Steve here. i got uh, Jake here. I'm going to get into specifics with them as we move along in the show. I'm going to talk about diet with Steve. I'm going to talk about working out uh, with Jake. And, and, and you heard what they just said. They're both slowly moving towards bands. 
They're moving. I mean, there's something to be said about when you got, you know, three or four 45-pound plates on a bar and you're, and, you're, and you're hitting it. But, you know, your body, you get older, you just can't do that kind of stuff anymore. Yep. Can't really do it. All right, nine twenty. Uh, let me talk here and turn your microphones off over there, guys, so that you. I know you want to talk to each other, so you, you go ahead. It's just the lights on the on the on the table there. There you there you go. Good job. All right. Don't forget uh, that. Uh, well, let me just ask you three questions. Have you called Pat Davis yet, so you can have a health insurance quote? And if you haven't, how come? What do you got to lose? I don't think you got anything to lose at all. You got everything basically to gain and why don't you call him you know right after you get done hearing what i have to say here bottom line they're going to put together a health plan specifically for you a health insurance plan specifically for you that you're going to save money with i mean and you'll save a lot of money uh, they custom build these plans. Look, you don't. If you're a guy out there, uh, you don't need maternity care. Okay, you just don't need it. So you don't need to have it in your insurance. Now, if you're, if you're a young guy, you just got married, you're working on a family. Yeah, you want to have all of that in your insurance. But, uh, you know, Pat's going to talk to you about all of this, or one of the members of his uh, health plan man team, and. They're going to help you work this out so that you don't have to pay any more than you have to pay. You're going to have a private health plan that uh, can pay you to go to the doctor instead of uh, you paying the doctor. You know, some kind of copay. No copays with these uh, health insurance plans. And uh, on top of that, uh, the middleman isn't screwing you. He's not taking all that money and sticking it in his pocket. No, it comes to you and you put it in your pocket so call or text the folks at uh, your health plan man at 501-605-6935 that's 501-605-6935 and learn how you can save yourself thousands of dollars literally 30 to 50 percent off of your health care that's going to be a great deal for you give them a call or visit them on your health plan man.com all right jake snowden's here Club Fit downtown, right here in Little Rock, and then you got uh, Steve Worley, athletes in pain, and uh, he's out in West Little Rock. All right, so we're going to be talking to both of them. I go to Jake here for a moment because we've been talking bands, and he was just uh, talking during the break. You got a special workout area now that it's just bands. We dedicated an entire space just to bands, and I think we've got. 40 bands on the wall and so they're high bands you know medium you know three or four feet off the ground bands and then bands that are about a foot off the ground so when you have that variety of angles high middle and low you can do any movement that you want you can squat you can lunge you can row you can chest press you can curl you can work your triceps i mean Literally, you can do anything. And so if you have something like that at home, if you have a wall space that you can dedicate, an open wall. I got a door. We're talking like my door. Yeah, your your door works. Yeah. You can have convertible bands that you just put on and take off. Well, I got a little device that hooks over the top. Yeah, yep. hooks, hooks over on top, and then you close the door on it, and then you put your band through the loop, and man... 
Yep. I can get at it, man. So I've got an attachment of where the hinges are, uh-huh. okay, that I yeah. can stick it through there at water and just close the door. So I can have high to low in, I don't know, three seconds. Yeah. You know, because it just slides up yeah. and down and moves around. Or you can put it under the bottom of the mm-hmm. door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can sit there and work your biceps for a while if you want to. Sure. I mean, it's great. It really, really is. Which leads to a question that I do have for you that came up during the last time Steve was on, and he didn't have the answer. And we said, well, when, when you know, Snowden's back on, I can ask him. And, and so I'm going to ask you. I mean, it's it's a leather, it's a rubber tube, basically, is what bands are. Or you can buy the pieces that you cut off and, and use those. How long is it before, after you've stretched it enough, it starts losing its resiliency? That is a good question, because we've been using bands at my gym for about two years. And I've got bands that we bought two years ago that we're still using. So the bands that we bought are not the tube. It's like a belt. Okay. Um, I've got both. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's rubber, so you do you do lose a little bit. Um, knock on wood, we've never had one break, and these things get they get put to use. So it it's 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 such an easy investment for a versatile workout. Oh, that'll yeah, a full that, set that is only like thirty bucks. Yeah, that's all it is. It's and, really cheap. And a good thing about it is, is if you travel. Man, there's nothing to throw in a suitcase right. or a backpack and take with you, and you may have a couple hundred pounds worth of bands. My, yeah. Mine came with a little bag. It looks like a laundry bag. Yeah, so okay. you can just drop it in there, yeah. pull That's it at right. the top, yeah. and throw it in the suitcase. The ones that Jake has, you said they're made out of rubber? Yeah. See, I don't have those. I've got the rubber tubing, yeah. but I've also got... The, a band that's about three inches material. wide. That's a material that comes mm. in a, um, a low, medium, and high. Yeah, that's how they're and stuff. And there is a lot of difference between medium and high. I've got my, some of those. My ladies would attest to that. They are. All right, we're going to talk more about this. We got to take a break. It's already halfway over, but we got still a whole lot more to give to you. And then I got to get these guys back on to do it again. All right, uh, nine thirty. Let's take a break. We'll give you some news, and then we'll uh, get back and give you more news about how to stay in shape with a reasonable price and very little room in your home. You hang out in Jasper sometimes, huh? Love Jasper. So do you, you walk Jasper. out the front door and you hear, you hear the, you can hear the elk bugle. Uh, we, right. We're we're uh, a little ways from from Ponca. the elk. Oh, okay. So the elk are primarily in Ponca. Oh yeah. You've got to pass a few pretty good sized mountains to get over to where I am. Okay. I'm on Highway Seven. The elk are over on. Uh, 21 and 23. Oh, okay. so. I've been up in that area. Oh, man. If I've, you I've been rented, to Jasper. Rented, hey, I've rented cabins in that area. There you go. Yeah, we, had, uh, we had a family from Denmark um, about two weeks ago. Had a family from France yeah. over uh, <laughs> over uh, uh, Halloween. And it's like Jasper's got 500 people in it. Right. The whole county of Newton County has 8,000 people. <laughs> How in the world are y'all finding out about this? <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, and it's really incredible. If, if here, you here's something there. I think is kind of cool. We, we have the Arkansas Grand Canyon that's located in Jasper. Mm-hmm. Right, the, the lookout, my, mountain motel. My cabin is on the Arkans, the rim of the Arkansas Grand Canyon. Yeah, big it's huge incredible. There. So a lot of people don't know that. Is it's that like that cool. picture that you always see that's got the little thing sticking out? No, that's no. Bill Craig. No, okay. Yeah. That's over by where the elk are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that, it's all in the same area. And that yeah. is quite a drop from Jasper down to Lost Valley. 
Yes, where, it the, is. where the elk are mm-hmm. right on the Buffalo. I've been. I love going up and listen to mm-hmm. to the to the elk bugling because here's what I always I tell my wife this all the time. I said, I can't believe an animal that big has a voice that high. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you can hear yeah, my, it. Yeah, oh, a long wife, way. Yeah, my wife and I try to go about every year. This is one of the years that we didn't go. We go up and see the elk, and we yeah. stay in Jasper and stuff. So it's, it's a cool little area. Yeah. Got a lot of good places to eat around there, too. Yeah, there are. The square. There's a little hole in the walls, but Love that's it. all right. That's where the good food is at. That's usually. right. All right. So getting these uh, bands seems to be the thing. I, I Look, I, I'm getting more bands for my house, and it just you can get a good workout. But, again, I think it's a lot easier on your joints. Absolutely. You know, because you can kind of move the, the the way that you're pulling those weights around where you're stuck if you're keeping form when you're on, you know, you're in the metal cage. For me, it's a real natural movement, like yeah. something you would do at home when you're trying to move something around. Where a dumbbell, a lot of times, you're not limited in your range of motion, but sometimes it changes your range of motion I'm with from you. a band. Mm-hmm. And, and and the minute you put a broomstick or a barbell in your hands, it completely changes the dynamics of your your the the way that your body wants to move. If you have a broomstick in your hand, your your wrists don't have the chance to to break like they yeah, need to to, to bend. Yeah, with a band, you have absolute one hundred control yeah. over your what your wrists want to do. Yeah, to I got work your the handles and that, my handles are. You can move them from band to band, all right? Yeah. So they they turn 360 right. degrees. Mm-hmm. And that's important because just by turning that some will make it Change. different how you're hitting your muscles Absolutely. and stuff. It takes the stress off your elbows, then your shoulders, then your neck. So you don't – you shouldn't end up with tendonitis or uh, shoulder – issues because your shoulders are so tight because they can't move like they want to that i've had rebuilt twice and and my and now my doctor is telling me he wants to do a reverse shoulder surgery and i told him no i'm passing on you know what they did they literally unhook your arm from your body he's he's probably looking at another porsche yeah i don't know Uh, they'll put in uh instead the where the joint is, and usually that was on your arm, and then the joint goes into where your shoulder is. Yeah, they reverse it. They wow. reverse it. I'm, I'm out. Yeah, no. Means, me but when me. he told me that it was about a probably a four to five month recovery time. Wow. I said no, no. Count me out, doc. I'm I'm not going to do this. I'm just, I'll just put up with the little. I got a little bit of pain in my in my right shoulder. I'll just put up with it and gillum is really good that's my doctor's right, name yeah. he's the guy who does most of the shoulder work for u of a good reputation he's mm-hmm. really really good but look i'm, no, I'm not interested in, you look you no cracked way, my chest and he didn't do it but they've cracked my chest open they've uh, they've taken out my gallbladder they've worked on both of my shoulders this is this is what we've got to look forward to <laughs> i've had enough now I'm, I'm just telling you i've had enough yeah yeah 
getting old ain't for wussies, yeah, buddy. That's life, right. Life is wasted on the youth. It, it is, because sure, when yeah. you're younger, you don't know what to do with what you got. You're invisible right. and bullet. Wouldn't it be awesome if we could do like a Benjamin Button and just start in That's reverse? That's what I always say. Yeah. God got it backwards. We should, <laughs> be married, we should be born old and right. wow. younger as we go along. Yeah. But then How dangerous, be really dangerous would that be, and, man? You'd be oh. really dangerous. I you think, really would. I think George Carlin did a stand-up routine about that. Did he? Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was pretty fun. I'll have to look and see if I can find that, because I love George Carlin. Yeah. All right. So let me come over to you, Steve. Yes. All right. Oh, by the way. Uh, for people who want to get involved with you, uh, Jake, they want to come over and during the afternoon and maybe get 30 minutes in or 45 yeah. or whatever. Uh, Club Fit, what's the phone number over there? 563-3699. Okay. And, uh, we're on. I, I'm not on. Um, I have people that do that. But yeah. social media, we're, right. we're, we're pretty active on social media if people do that. Now, is that the Regents building? Yep. Okay. I, I can see it from here. Yeah, I know you can. Yeah. You can see about anything from here, <laughs> yeah, to be you honest can. with you. But uh, t- you tell me now, Steve, uh, let's talk about you've, you've gone from working out with people a lot of times to now you're really zeroing in on, on what they're eating. Yes. And then you've got all of that equipment so you can watch their gait. Yes. We do a slow motion video analysis, a gait analysis, and a squat analysis, and it takes the person, no matter of their complaints, and it throws it into a PDF format so they can see exactly what their body's doing different on one side than it is the other, um, oftentimes creating the problem, not just a symptom. So uh, with athletes in pain, it's what we specialize in, and so uh, it treats the problem and not just a symptom, and so a lot of people come in and... They're going, I wasn't even hurting there. And I'm going, well, that's the weakest link in your chain is beginning to break. Yeah, I know that Steve was the man who uh, explained to me, to me about the fascia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had no idea it was wrapped all around my body. I, yeah. mm-hmm. I knew it was in some places. I just didn't know it was that long and that right. <clears throat> important. Yeah, fascia is a connective tissue that forces the muscle tissue to do what it's doing. So stretching the muscle tissue or foam rolling it, you might say, it's a temporary fix to a permanent problem. It hasn't elongated itself. And the only way to do that is there's a technique called myofascial release, and that's what we do in the office. All right. Yeah. Well, that's what he did to me when I mm-hmm. screwed up my, <laughs> Your quad. my quad, and I mm-hmm. screwed it up. I really did. And then Jake fell on his head. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you had to work on him on his arm. Steve's but worked he, on me for 20 years, man. You, you you know you when you're active and that's what i always tell my clients and people in the gym you're gonna have little tweaks and dings and things here sure. but man i'm telling you it 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 beats the alternative yeah very much of so. just a sedentary lifestyle and now you're going from one pill to the other and right. trying to fix this <clears throat> issue and just like mm-hmm. just go exercise man just you know, move you know they've done a lot of research here I'd say within the last couple of years, but one of the best things that you actually can do for yourself is walking. You can burn a tremendous amount of calories. Mm-hmm. Okay, It's low impact to your body. So a lot of people think they have to get out and go run five miles and things like that. And, and if that's where you are, then I'm not going to knock it at all. There's a lot of uh, injuries that be, can be created from this, but I have yet to treat anybody that injured themselves from walking. In mm-hmm. 32 years of doing this, it hadn't hadn't came into my my my, my business. Unless you're a professional athlete, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any reason for anybody that's 
over 55, in my opinion. Right. Needs to be out hitting it, like you're doing hit <coughs> workouts and stuff. Well, as we all know, you actually can get in the gym and lift weights or do your bands. And if you do them fast enough with a 30 to 45 second rest in between that exercise, your heart rate will come up into your target heart rate, yep. zone, which will enable you to burn body fat. If you'll remember, we interviewed that guy, Jim Karras, back in 2012. Yeah, I had a number one that. selling book in America called The Cardio Free Diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, there's. There's a lot of uh, validity in his uh, his way of thinking. Now, cardio for him was was using weights instead of getting on a treadmill yep. or or running along and the side of a highway somewhere. Dave, back in the '90s when I competed in bodybuilding, I did very little movement of, as far as cardio. I, I'd go do things with people because I just wanted to be around them and they were going to go, you know, do whatever. But in the gym, yeah, I took 30, 45 seconds, trained to failure, and they're like, you can't. There's no way you can get lean enough to get on stage. And, and I'm like, don't come stand next to me. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I, I was lean as I could be between you know, right around 45 to 5% body fat. So, yeah, I mean, there's ways to do it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. We got to take one last break. Let me get it in, and then we'll come back, finish up here. Uh, by the way, if if you got questions, you can call us, 501-823-0965. I should have said that at the very beginning. 501 823 Zero nine six five. Uh, if you're wondering what kind of exercises can you do uh, if you have joint pain and things of that nature, both these guys can deal with that and give you really good information about it. Easton Towing wants you to know if you break down on the side of the highway, you're sitting there on the the right hand side on the you know on the road, and you need to get off of it. There's only one tow truck company to call that can take care of whatever the situation is, and that's East End Towing. Uh, Call them at 501-888-8849. Again, 501-888-8849. And also remember this, road safety. If you see those yellow lights flashing on the side of the road, move into the far lane and give those guys room to work. A lot of people have been killed on the side of the road just hooking people up so they can take them off the side of the road and get them to get the place to get their car or their trailer or their camper fixed. Uh, So watch what you're doing. You see the lights. Move away from the lights. Um, It's just the opposite uh, of if you're dying. All right. You go to the light if you're dying. If you're stuck on the side of the road, you go away from the light or you're driving down the road. Uh, 501-888-8849. That's East End Towing. Ten minutes uh, till ten. Let's uh, make this last ten minutes really count here. Steve Worley, of course, athletes uh, without pain. And then uh, uh, Jake Snowden is from Club Fit. He's over in the Regions building downtown. Easy to find him. And... uh, what, is it like the third floor? <coughs> third floor, yep. I that's thought, it. Well, that's pretty good. I haven't been over there that's in a while. Good, so man. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. No Joe, no Joe Biden with me yet. I'm just saying. <laughs> there you go. And good I can remember you. what flavor Fight my it. ice cream is, too. There you go. <laughs> All right. When I eat it. So, Steve, tell them where to find you at. Located at 10,500 West Markham, Suite 108, um, right before you get to 430. Oh, okay. That'd be an easy one to remember as well. Very easy. You're over there close to where Steve Landers used to have his campaign headquarters. Yes. I know exactly where you were at. Okay. Uh, Not that I was over at Steve's all that much. 
don't lie to them, Dave. All right. Anyway, <laughs> bottom, bottom line, I got to tell you, you, you guys have been at this for a long time now. How many years now, Jake? You Twenty. Start, you started off at, at uh, what was it? Uh, uh, fit, that was, that ten was, fitness. That was back in another life. Yeah. I know it's been a long time, but I mean, yeah. how, how, when did you start there? Uh, we 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 opened those and uh, we started our first one in 2007. Before that, I trained for seven years. So I've, I've it'll be 23 years in in April. How's that even possible? You've been going I mean, when you're since only about 2000, same as me here yeah. in this market. Yeah, be 23 years this year. Yeah. Coming up, so man! I'm only 30 on years old, so I, I got say, yeah, early. you've been doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not very good old. in yeah. math, but I'm 27 years old and I've been a therapist for 32 years. I don't know how <laughs> that works. I don't know that working out <laughs> that far. You've been doing this for a long time too. 32, 32 uh, years. I started in 1990. All right. Yeah. So they know what they're talking about. That's the bottom line. I mean, they haven't they haven't been teaching people long, you know, wrong right. for that length of time, and they've been part of my show for. Years and years. Oh man! You know, it's it's great to be able to years. do this. Yeah, it's good to do it this way. But so, for folks that are go, we're going into the holiday period. All right. So, what are some? You, you're going to eat a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So, what are some things that you just should eat a little bit of and eat more of other stuff? You know, I mean, everybody has their own fantastic ideas of eating around the holidays here's what i would tell you to do eat for the holidays because they are the holidays Mm -hmm. but always get out and go for walks and on your days that uh, that you're you know Mm -hmm. thursday friday saturday sunday and stuff and drink plenty of water that's one thing to kind of offset the gorging effect so the water kind of fills you up a little Mm -hmm. bit so you don't eat as much it is and what i've gotten my clients to do is that um we take their body weight divide it by two let's just say they weigh 150 pounds mm-hmm. and they're that's 75 turn that 75 into ounces okay and so they're trying to get in 75 ounces of water a day but what i've done is i've divided that by 12 and that's a 12 hour window so let's say it's five five ounces per mm-hmm. <clears throat> at the top of every hour they will drink that five ounces of water within the first 10 minutes <laughs> next hour that five Same ounces thing. of water then you'd be surprised how much better that everybody that's doing this is telling me they feel after about three days. Yeah, the I mean, first three days, it's like, can I get away from the, you know, the you, toilet? Yeah, you feel like that you're, but it helps to flush like your you're urinating the whole yeah, time. And stuff. It decreases toxins in your system. And so there's a lot of things about urination that's actually very, very positive. So um, by keeping yourself hydrated, that's very good, too. Yeah. And, and energy offset. boost also. Oh, yeah. Big time energy boost. Stay hydrated. Does people. whatever you drink, as long as it has water in it, does it count? You mean including with vodka? I'm no. I'm talking about <laughs> coffee. I'm talking <laughs> coffee. Um, you've got to look at things as being certain things are going to be a diuretic. Yeah, well, like, coffee like, like definitely coffee is. Tea is things of that sort that <clears throat> decreases water out of the cell. So water is to be put back in there. So if you're drinking coffee and then drinking water, you're actually kind of a, you know. Uh, ebb and flow back and forth right so yeah, yeah. so yeah. i gotta be careful okay so i weigh i weighed in last night i weigh 187 now okay so uh i divide that by two mm-hmm. so i'm looking at what 93 okay 93 ounces basically we'll just call it 90 take okay, that 90. 90 take okay. that 90 and divide it by 12 so All what right. time do you get up in the morning 
I, I I'm up at three forty-five in the morning. Okay, so let's say at three. Wow. At, let's say at four o'clock, you're going to start your window. So you have a four o'clock to four o'clock window every day, mm-hmm. and stuff, and that's the amount of ounces you're taking at the top of every hour within the first ten minutes. Okay, well I will I will yeah because I'll give that a chance because a lot of times I don't drink water during the course of the day and what happens is i try to make up for it and uh trying would, to trying would, to drink like 48 ounces of water yeah That's how you pee I, in the bed though. yeah i don't know no i don't know if jake can attest for this but i would say that probably about at least 80 percent of the people that i run into walk around dehydrated oh for sure yeah i would say that at least 80 percent and maybe you know how maybe i can in, tell i'm dehydrated how? every morning i've got to take a blood sample to see what my sugar is mm-hmm if I've got to push on my finger hard mm-hmm. to get blood out, mm-hmm. I figure I don't have enough water in me. That's a great <clears throat> way to do another, it. another way you can look, too, is if you look at yourself in the mirror and you notice that you have a lot of uh, dry skin and around your eyes and stuff, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a definite sign of dehydration. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. There's a lot of telltale signs mm-hmm. on it. All right. So what, are you, what are you going to tell everybody? Hand. Lay off the, uh, you know, the, uh, the alcohol and stuff? Heck no, man! It's a holiday. double up. We, we got relatives. You to get deal it. With. <laughs> this is why I have them on. Look, they, they, they know where the rubber hits the road here. They know you're going to eat more than you normally do. Sure. They know you're going to eat crap more than you now, do. Let's be realistic here, y'all. Yeah. Will y'all do a traditional Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we do a theme every okay. year. So this year is the Mexican theme. So we're doing enchiladas and tamales and things of that sort. Then we'll have the traditional. Yeah, last year uh, we did paella. Well, I liked the two years ago, the nude beach one. I thought that was an interesting That, that was a <laughs> Where was I, man? What happened on that one? <laughs> Let me, surely I've got a picture or two. Oh, my. See it. <laughs> okay. that's, a, that's kind of a creative idea. I like that. Yeah. So uh, last year... We did. Uh, oh, last year we did a, a fish fry. Oh, that's uh, with cool. All the fixings. The year wow. before that, we did a barbecue. So I did a pork butt on the big yeah. egg. So wow. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I we typically do. There'll be a, a turkey out. There'll be a ham out, and then I always bring prime rib. Okay. So yeah. that, you know, if people want to do prime, I like doing prime rib. I like red meat. Mm-hmm. What can I say? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not a turkey breast guy. Too dry for me. Yeah. Depending on how it's cooked, that is very accurate. Yeah, yeah. just too dry. I don't. I, I mean, I don't even eat the, the breast on a, a chicken. I eat the thighs. I love the thighs. I like the thighs. More, more taste flavor. to them. A little bit higher fat, but it, they're good. Okay. So just go ahead and eat what you want, correct, Jake? But Live don't, a little. Just, yeah. just yeah. like Steve said, just balance it out with a little activity. Yeah, and make sure you work better. out. Yeah. Just work out, eat what you want, have a good time for the next two months, and then that's what happens in January. Everybody kind of yeah. refocuses and oh, yeah. dials it in, shifts right. it into fifth gear, and tries to make up for some lost time. So, yeah. With that in mind, I got 30 seconds. Yeah. You've got a guy over at your gym still, I guess, that still does kettles, right? Yes. Teaches Absolutely. people how to do these kettlebells? Yep. It's very unique form. Uh He's he's a specialist in it. Uh, the best kettlebell instructor, <clears throat> bar none, in Arkansas. Agreed. Unbelievable. Right. Yeah. 
So I'm just telling you. We've I got do. variety. We like to diversify yeah, our workouts. You got bands. You got kettles. You got free weights. You got cardio. He's got equity in the way that right. he works out. There That's what go. we do. So give uh, Steve or give Jake a call. Jake, quickly, your phone number. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. 563-3699. It's uh, Club Fit. Club on, Fit on Facebook? Yeah, Club Fit 30. You can reach me, Athletes in Pain, at 501-366-3145. You also can find me on Facebook and on Instagram. We're out of time. I'll see you on Monday morning, 6 a.m. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.